Hey there, and welcome to the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 12. In this episode, I interview Joe Vidot from Bethel Church in Richland, Washington. He's a great worship leader. We talk about the importance of uh, having humility as a worship leader and a musician and, and building a culture of discipleship in your worship ministry. It's just a really, really cool conversation. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about a few of the things that are on our site this week. It's been so cool to have so many content contributors just coming out and uh, putting their expertise uh, into posts on the site to help the church collectively. Uh, this week we have two worship reviews, uh, one of Ascension by Phil Wickham, which is a great album, and then another one of Your Grace Finds Me by Matt Redman. So you want to make sure to head to thechurchcollective.com and check those out. And then we launched a new series of posts this week uh, by Fox Watterson called Front of House 101. You really want to send your sound guys to this resource. We start we start by talking about microphone placement um, and just the simple types of microphones there are this week. So be sure to go over there and, and really just fill your head up with some great knowledge about how uh, microphones work. And there's going to be just great resources coming every week for there. Um, and then another great announcement is we are going to the National Worship Leader Conference on October 7th through the 9th. And uh, we would love to meet you there. We're going to have a booth in the Exhibitors Hall. So be sure to check it out. Leave a comment on thechurchcollective.com and send us an email. Let us know if you're going to be there. We would love to connect with you. Um, we're going to be planning a meeting up sometime during then and uh, be more info to come for that so stay tuned to all of our social networks on facebook twitter instagram and we will be sure to let you know when we're going to be meeting some really exciting stuff coming that we'll announce details for but here first off we're going to go to our interview with joe Okay, I go to uh, Bethel Church. It's uh, a large church in Richland, Washington, is where the main campus is, um, which is in southeast Washington, uh, Washington State. And Richland is uh, its a very large church that originally started, um, I believe, as a small, small just gathering in someone's living room. And um, it just it continued to grow and grow and grow and um, as it's gotten larger they've really been just taken serious that um, you know I, I believe it's Matthew 28 where it says to go out and to create disciples of the nations and yeah. they've taken that very seriously and um, they've actually planted several other churches in the in the neighboring areas um, I think they've planted two two big churches and, and um hopefully in the future they're going to plant another one here that's cool. pretty soon so and i guess uh, my typical week is just bouncing between all the um different campuses trying to fill in whatever the need is sure as far as music goes so you, you said you guys have four campuses uh no we have three campuses but we have four services okay yeah, four different services. So we have on our Richland campus, we have our morning service, which is like our regular service. And then um, we have our nighttime service at the Richland campus, um, which has a separate pastor for that. And then we have uh, another campus, which is in Pasco, Washington. Um, and that meets on Sunday mornings as well. And then we have an additional one in Prosser, Washington. Oh. So, and hopefully here in the future, we'll be starting one in East Kennewick. Sure. Yeah. So what? Um, do, are, how, how does the team work? Is it one giant team, and every week it becomes different, or is it kind of stationed in each campus? I'd like talk me through that. Um, well, one of the things I really love about this church is um, 
how much, even though it's a large church, how much it wants to build community within the church. Um, and so uh, each, each different campus, um, they have their own teams. Each different venue has their own teams. Um, but the cool thing is, is even though those teams, they're, I mean, they're smaller, like maybe like we're just starting one of the campuses or one of the venues. Um, obviously, they're going to be shorter with the musicians. Um, and so from the main Richland campus, if there is um, musicians that can maybe fill in that need at the other campuses, um, it's really great that uh, we can use that as a resource to go and equip those churches to get a good and excellent quality of uh of music for worship that's cool so are the sets the same everywhere or does every team kind of pick their what what their community's singing um well at the moment i i do believe it's just kind of um what the community of people at that venue are responding to sure um so you know at for example in our richland campus we kind of have more of like a hillsong kind of jesus culture vibe and then at our Pasco campus, we have more of like a John Mark McMillan kind of citizens, yeah. ascend the hill kind of vibe. But I think pretty soon we are going to be heading towards the direction of trying to get standardized across the board, you know. Sure. Now, is the uh, the message, is it a different preacher everywhere or is it like a video feed? or? How, yeah, it's a, vid- it's a video feed. Um, <clears throat> but we each campus does have its own. Uh, designated pastor sure. there, and they're all amazing men of God that could um, that are doing a great job. So very cool. It sounds daunting to be able to like manage that many teams, um, but I, I guess like in each of the services, how um, how many leaders are on the like platform? Like I talk through like what the what's the worship leading look like? Is like one one at every campus, or is it more of like a pool of worship leaders that move around with it, or how, how's that look? Um, well. Uh, like like I was telling you um, previous to the podcast, um, our our main head pastor, worship pastor, recently just left. Um, but before before that, it was kind of like he was the um, the main head, uh, I guess, for the worship ministry in Richland, and then kind of tried to help where where he was able to with the different campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands right now. Um, there is going to be a head of the music department of the worship that's going to be working together with the pastors to equip each campuses or each venues leaders to um to get what ultimately the vision of bethel is so for worship and um so each campus has its own hired on staff worship director oh cool yeah what what role do you play in the in the worship ministry? You did mention that you you move from campus to campus uh, as is needed, and you kind of fill holes. Like how, what 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 is your role? Are you just like a, a musician? Are you one of the worship leaders uh, on the campuses? Or, um, well, I am just. I believe honestly that everybody that's on a stage, that's on a platform, at the church, and in any form of um, the worship ministry, like they are a worship leader, okay. and yeah. I do believe that people need to take that very seriously. Um, but my position is, I, I guess if I were to say I had a position, it would just be really just a, a servant, just trying to, trying to fill in gaps, trying to do, um, wherever, wherever the need is, you know, I, I have been a worship leader, um, like as far as vocally leading a worship team, um, 
since I was, I think, 17. Okay. And um, so, I mean, I've done it for a long time, but, uh, you know, like there's there's lots of people that can do that um, at, my, at my church at the moment. And um, really, as, as uh, I guess, one of the things that God's really worked on with me and just developing and becoming a, a better leader and a better musician um, and just uh, and helping to sanctify me, I suppose, is um, just really humbling me as a, as a musician and constantly, um, constantly, I guess, refining uh, my attitude towards music and towards the worship ministry and just playing. And um, I do see myself as uh, as a person who God has called to lead. Yeah. Um, but and right now in my role as leading, I suppose I would be just servant leading. Yeah. I guess you know, just filling in those needs. Right. Well, that that's a huge issue, especially for worship leaders. Like I, we <clears throat> tend to be a prideful bunch, and, and yeah. it, it it's it's in our nature. I guess it's everybody's nature to uh, think more highly of themselves than they ought to. And um, yeah. I think you touched on a huge issue, like whatever worship capacity we're involved, however we're involved in the worship team. Um, whether you know we're the worship pastor of the whole organization or we're just the drummer or whatever, like we we should come with that servant attitude and just being willing to serve in whatever capacity that we have there. And I think God God really does honor that um, yeah. when we operate from that way, and we can very easily get ourselves off uh, in a prideful way and um, yeah, think way too highly of ourselves. And, and, and God doesn't seem to doesn't seem to approve of that <laughs> very often. Yeah, I remember the first time I. Uh... <laughs> I remember the first time I was in charge of organizing a worship team at a, at a small church, and um, and I had come from a very, uh, I guess, a relatively successful music background, yeah. and so I remember going there and just being, and I, I mean, when I was younger, um, and just being super frustrated just with like the the separation as far as like what I had been playing with mu- at music musical level, yeah. um, than with what I was dealing with on the team but um ultimately it's not i think if you are looking at the ultimate vision the ultimate purpose of why we're doing it and you realize it's not oh i get to go play music here this is fun but this is i get to go serve here because of what jesus did i get to go and i get to be a part of this then it totally puts things into perspective and i think it's a really humbling thing yeah yeah, and so as the the pastor shepherd too, like when you're leading that team, like it, God gives us the opportunity too to work with some of those weaker players, and uh, it gives us the chance to speak into their lives and, and equip them and help them become better at it. Especially if they have a willing heart, that's always really a, a big key. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually talking uh, the guy who's currently filling in as the music director at our Richland campus. His name is Colin. And I had talked to him about this, you know, uh, a couple of times, but just like, really, I really like, I love playing on teams with people who are just like super humble musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I will almost always pick someone with a humble heart who's teachable and who really just is coming ready to serve first. Yeah. Um, I will almost always pick that person over someone who, uh, might have, have like the best chops ever, you right. know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I huge. almost always do that. Yeah, but if you can find someone with good chops, that's humble. That's like the best. <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're totally. I mean, I know in my own ministry, there's been you know dozens of players who could easily get written off the first time you meet them. And just like okay, that's just too much work. But but 
they're humble about it and they want to learn so they put the effort in um, mm. and then now they're great men like one of them is a head of our student ministry uh, yeah. worship team right now and it's just been tremendous to watch him just through his faithfulness just plug away at it and, and he's learned it and he's good like, he's good now and you can yeah like, it's just cool to watch God honor uh, humility and so that, absolutely that's definitely a take a home from this episode is to yeah you know be humble and uh, look for look for opportunity to pour into those that are humble uh, that, that have the desire yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I do. And I do see I have seen that happen, you know, just with uh, different musicians who are just they're always coming ready to learn. I mean, they've come, they've worked, you know, really hard on their parts, trying to learn, trying to get better, trying to do different things, practicing with click tracks. Right. I think I think playing with click tracks has been the biggest issue from what I've seen, you know, sure. um, because that's like a, a high that's a professional level thing. I mean, to be playing with click tracks, that's something that takes you from, you know, just some people just kind of jamming together and takes you to a tight knit, um, you know, team. Right. Uh, and so that's been like a really cool thing to see. Um, I, there's a, another guy I know who is excellent, amazing drummer, excellent drummer, and he's really humble, but he's never played with the click track. Sure. And um, so I know for me, something that's been humbling for me is like, I'm not like an amazing drummer or anything. And uh, he <laughs> he wants to like he wants me to go and work with him. He's like, huh. yeah, come help me, come teach me. And I'm like, oh man, you need to teach me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's been, I mean, having that kind of culture um, at the church has been has been really cool. But that's something that you have to kind of you have to uh, sow in before you can reap it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. Okay. I think the biggest part is uh, is really just discipleship within the team. It has to go beyond just, oh, we need to come together and work together musically. I think a big part of that has to be with how you're discipling people, how you're constantly putting, um, I, I suppose, how you're constantly putting in behaviors and actions, decisions, and everything we're doing in light of the gospel. I think that really... Um, really puts things in perspective yeah. and it really challenges your heart it's like why why am i doing this right. if i really was doing this for god if i really believed that god was as amazing as he is wouldn't i want to put my best effort in yeah you that's, know that's huge yeah yeah well man i sure appreciate the conversation i know people are going to be blessed by this um if, if people want to get a hold of you what, what's your twitter or instagram or facebook what's your preferred method if people want to get in touch with you um, well, currently, I actually have a music program, uh, music program, excuse me, a, uh, a music project um, that I call the Tribe of Judah. Okay. So um, you can actually follow that. If you go on Instagram, you go to at the Tribe of Judah. Okay. Um, you can find that or you can actually look it up on uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook page for it as well. And um, I believe my email is on that. My, okay. my, my info email is on there. Cool. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes for this episode. Yeah. So cool. Thanks for talking, man. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. If you are a worship leader or you think you want to be a worship leader, please head over to thechurchcollective.com and click join the collective. We would love to be able to talk with you about maybe contributing content or being interviewed on a podcast episode, or maybe you just feel like you need a mentor. We have worship leaders that are so excited to be able to connect with people who want to uh, become worship leaders, and we would love to connect you with one of these mentors. You may also be a worship leader that feels like you want to get out on the mission field. We have opportunities for you, so please, please hit join the collective and uh, we would love to connect with you. God bless you today.